Welcome everyone back to the Athlete Maestro Podcast, the sports education podcast that helps young athletes like you break your mental and physical limitations in sports and also learn about the business side of sports. I'm your host, Tola Ogunlewe, and this is episode 688, Find Your Way of Competing, Nerves Are Part of the Game, and Always Master Your Technique. arguably the greatest sprint swimmer in the history of the sport. He is one of few men in Olympic history to defend the 50 meters and 100 meters freestyle gold medal. Today on the show, Russian great Alexander Popov. an athlete who started out being afraid of the water, Alexander Popov definitely pushed past his fears to achieve everything he did in the sport. Although he started off in the backstroke, it was the sprint event that would make him a world beater. At the very time an athlete needs the most guidance in their career, Popov left the comfort of his home to move to Australia to work with legendary coach Gennady Toretsky. You see, at the time, Popov was just breaking into the swimming scene, so people were just getting to know him, especially in the sprint events, the 50 meters and the 100 meters freestyle. But you see, at that time, those two disciplines were dominated by Americans Matt Biondi and Tom Jager. These two guys, were like the Ronaldo and Messi of swimming. So you know the way you have you know Ronaldo performing epically and then Messi comes with his comeback and then Ronaldo returns. That's exactly how Biondi and Jagger were. Between them, they broke the world record, I think about nine times. Biondi would break the record first, you know, then Jagger would break the record, then Biondi would break the record that Jagger had already set, you know, and they went on back and forth like that. You see, for the fans, it was a joy to watch. The freestyle events were the Biondi and Jagger show. Then came Popov. You see, the mentality that most young athletes have is to sit back and learn from the legends. You see, uh, they have this sort of reverence, we call it that, you know, that they have for these guys that, you know, they don't want to ruffle feathers, they don't want to attack. But you see, that was in Popov. Obviously, Biondi and Jager had heard about this young Russian competitor. And while they respected him as an athlete, they believed he wasn't ready. At the 1992 Barcelona Olympic Games, Popov easily dispatched Biondi and Jager to do the double, winning the 50 meters and 100 meters freestyle. From then, he literally just took over. After all, the 1991 European Championships, Popov had announced himself to the world by winning gold in the 100 meters freestyle. If anyone thought Popov's victory at the Olympic Games was a fluke, he was ready to prove them wrong. Two years after the Barcelona Games, he won the 50 meters and 100 meters freestyle at Rome during the World Championships. That same year, he broke the 100 meters freestyle world record, a record which stood for six years. At the 1996 Atlanta Olympic Games, Popov defended his 50 meters and 100 meters freestyle crown 
joining an elite few who had ever done it and of course was the first to do it since 1928. Shortly after the games, Popov was stabbed in the streets of Moscow and he had to undergo surgery. While many believed or many thought at the time that it was the end of Popov at the highest level, he made a full recovery and got back to the top of the sport. He won gold in the 100 meters freestyle the 1998 World Championships. In the build-up to the 2000 Sydney Olympic Games, he broke the world record in the 50 meters freestyle. I think that one stood for what? About nine years or something funny like that. Though he didn't get the result he wanted in the games itself, he won silver in the 100 meters freestyle. He would also win gold in both events at the 2003 World Championships at the age of 31. Today is your mentor, guys. And the three lessons I want you to learn from Alexander Popov. You know, so when you talk about swimming, you talk about Michael Phelps, you talk about Mark Spitz, you know, then of course you talk about the, the, the female uh, stars of the game, which we have looked at on this podcast as well. You know, talk about Ian Thorpe, some of all these guys. There's no way you mention all those guys that you don't mention Alexander Popov. Like, there's literally no way that you mention those guys and you don't mention Popov. You know, this guy started out young and of course before you knew it pew took the sport entirely by storm the first lesson guys that i want you to learn from alexander popov is find your way of competing find your way of competing so probably you have watched all these stars on tv right the guys that you idolize the guys that uh, you've looked up to and things like that and you see what their demeanor is like before they compete or after they compete or something like that and then you, you you want to mirror them so for example you see usain bolt before his races you know always laughing always jesting you know, he's playing uh, with the officials at the tournaments you know changing exchanging fist bumps with them so the guys that take the clothes like it's always laughing you know when the announcers are announcing his name you know he does all these signs and all all, all of these things and then you see the others, like Maurice Green, who, I mean, it was tunnel vision. Like, he did not literally care what anybody said. You know, like, he he, he wanted to knock everybody off the off the track. Like, he, he was always, his face was always strong. He was intimidating. I think that's the word to use. Now, you see, as an athlete, it is very, very important to understand what works for you. If you come back to the swimming world, there's this very popular video of Chad Leclerc and Michael Phelps. So, I think that was the... 2012 Olympic Games or something like that where, you know, Michael Phelps is sitting down, has his hoodie over his head, you know, has his headphones on his ear, you know, and he's just looking straight, more or less like grinning, like just looking straight. And then you had Chad Leclerc who was like shadow boxing, right? Shadow boxing right in front of Michael Phelps. Now, obviously, Michael Phelps goes on to defeat Chad Leclerc in that race and everybody, you know, started comparing their demeanors before and of course after the race but you see the key thing guys is that you need to understand what works for you are you doing or are you behaving in the way you behave before a tournament because that is what you like to do so for alexander popov for example now right before the race or maybe when they were in the changing room and things like that this was a guy who was jesting this was a guy who was playing and cracking jokes with the other guys now obviously more or less like settling the mood so to speak but the minute it was time for the race, the minute they got out, his mood changed completely. It was more or less like he wanted to destroy all the other guys that were there. 
and Popov himself says, if I see any challenges, I have to swim faster and make them feel sick. If they have a little potential, you must get on top of them and kill that enthusiasm right away so they would lose their interest in swimming. So, you see, this was a guy who was cutthroat and it kind of rubbed people wrong, you know, in, in certain ways. But that's not the point. You see, the point was that he understood what worked for him and he followed it. So, what is your demeanor? What is your behavior before you perform before your races before your tournaments before your games are you listening to music because that's what you've seen all this your idols so to speak you know do they listen to all this reggae music they listen to all this hip-hop music they listen to soul music are you doing it because that's what they do or because that's what works for you so you're being um standoffish you're being braggadocious you're being um intimidating so to speak are you doing that because that's what makes you feel comfortable or that's what you've seen other people do you know it's in football for example you know i see these guys who when they're about to come on you know as a substitute they touch the grass do sign of the cross and all of that and then you see all these young guys copying them and doing what they're doing and i'm like are you doing that because that's what you would naturally do or are you doing that because you saw you know some other guy in the english premiership or uh, some of these big leagues doing the same thing guys it is absolutely critical very very important that you find your way of competing if yours is to jest is to feel comfortable in the moment then that's fine if yours is to have tunnel vision straight face be as intimidating as possible then that's fine because that is what gets you to losing up to perform you, you're going to see athletes right they cannot jest before a race because it kind of sends a message to their brain that they're unprepared. So they, they don't have that room to jest. They don't have that room to play because it just will not work. And then you have the other guys that, look, if they have that straight face, if they have that intimidating look, it just won't work for them. Why? Because it makes them feel too serious. So they need to douse things. They need to feel a little bit calm. So that straight face thing, oh, that's just too so serious. They tense up. You know and all those things first lesson guys from alexander popov find your way of competing number two guys is that nerves are part of the game nerves are part of the game in an interview uh, that um alexander popov did obviously after he had retired you know they, they they talked about his his mental toughness his mindset in the sense that like he was always on point when it came to the mental aspects of the game you know so his interviewer who also, also was a former swimmer you know skipped my mind now you know asked him about that asked him about nerves asked him about mentality and what popov said was that look you see the only athlete that doesn't get nervous is the athlete that is not alive so more or less like a dead athlete like it's only a dead athlete that doesn't get nervous so what that tells you is that nerves are part of the game. You know, and I've shared with you time and time and time again that there were certain situations. So I'll give you the example of George St. Pierre, who we have also looked at on the podcast. So legendary mixed martial arts fighter, one of the greatest ever in the game. And he talks about uh, the one time, right, that he was not nervous going into a fight. This is a guy who said, look, I absolutely hated fighting. Like, I hated fighting. Only that I was good at it. And when I get into the octagon, like, I just go on and I perform. This is a guy who was always nervous, always nervous before his fights. Like, literally always nervous before his fights. And then he comes to the first Matt Serra fight. 
and like no nerves absolutely confident like you know everything going all smooth sailing guess what loses the fight you know and he talks about it and said hey the one fight where i wasn't nervous that's the fight that i lost and i knew that the nerves were good for me and of course i've shared this example as well i think it was karim abdul jabbar or magic johnson oh, i've shared it before on the podcast where you know in the nba finals so best of seven series right uh game one nervous right they win absolutely smashes it out game two game three or something like that no nerves they absolutely lost and of course it was wondering like what what's going on like what you know and just before either game four or game five he has this rush of nerves right and he runs into the toilet pukes comes rushing out well i pukes or he took a dump or something i can't remember comes rushing out into the dressing room and he says guys guys we are absolutely going to win today and they look at him like are you crazy like what exactly is going on with you and he says hey i just peeled or i just took a dump or something you know i'm actually nervous for this game and it means that we're going to win you know and of course they looked at him confused but guess what they went and they won the game you see nerves are part of the game it is your interpretation of the nerves that matter let me take that again it is your interpretation of the nerves that matter so you see athletes right when they feel nervous they tell themselves they're free when they feel nervous they tell themselves they're unprepared when they feel nervous they tell themselves that things are going to go wrong how are you interpreting nerves that you feel that is what is the difference between you and many of these great guys because those great guys go through the same nerves that you have just before you perform they go through the same nerves that you have just before they perform the only difference is how they interpret it of course like alexander popov said he said look he's only a dead athlete that doesn't feel nerves so it's how you're interpreting the nerves that actually matter second lesson guys from alexander popov nerves a part of the game and the final lesson that I want you to learn from him is always master your technique. Always master your technique. Now, you see, when you hear about the 50 meters freestyle or you hear about the 100 meters freestyle in swimming, right? You might think, you might be tempted to think that it's not as technical as the other swimming disciplines. So your breaststroke, your backstroke, and your butterfly, right? Like it's freestyle swimming. So you're forward, arms forward, flap your legs as fast as you can and, and let's go off to the races. So the person with the endurance, the person with the power, you know, is the person that delivers, is the person that wins. But when Alexander Popov burst onto the scene, you see, his attention to technique, his attention to technique was actually the difference. And it, it, it changed the game completely. So whilst a lot of athletes or a lot of swimmers at the time were focused on power and just rushing as many times as you can pa, 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 move alexander popov through his coach gennady toretsky right they focused on strokes per distance so more or less like when we looked at um uh so the hodler that we looked at a few weeks ago his name skips my mind now, edwin moses right that we looked at a few minutes ago who was counting the steps or the strides that he took between the huddle and the less strikes, the less strides he could take between one huddle and the next meant that he was going to run fast and of course broke the world record. He was undefeated for nine years, you know, and ridiculous stuff. Go back and listen to that episode. It's the same thing that Alexander Popov did here in the sense that, look, strokes per distance. It's not just to flap, 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 flap. No, 
but if you take less strokes and you cover more distance so the depth of your strokes as you move forward then it means that you're going to be faster as a swimmer as opposed to just pa 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 and the one of the other athletes who started training with him and his coach at the time you know when that thing first happened like they were like what are you kidding me like it, it was so new to them that they just couldn't get it and what popov said was that you see that is the technical part of freestyle swimming because like i said it's not like the butterfly it's not like the breaststroke where you have to be in a particular shape you have to be this you know your, your legs have to be someone no, this is freestyle swimming right yes you still have to maintain your form but the technical part of freestyle swimming is what you need to master if you're going to be different and it has been said that alexander popov had the finest technique of a freestyle sprinter they had ever seen in swimming so like a flawless technique flawless form flawless shape it was because he took the time with the help of his coach of course to master the technique so the question that i have for you guys is are you mastering the techniques of your sport let me put it this way now you might say oh technique maybe not important skill maybe not important but if you have two athletes right if you have two athletes you see the technically gifted athlete would always defeat that other athlete when the when the the playing field is level so when i mean the playing field is level is that you know it's not like you are overly tall taller than the person or you have this reach advantage or you have this advantage in power or something like that you see that technical athlete would always win and you see this evidently in boxing and in mixed martial arts so there was uh so i think on instagram either the ufc or somebody posted a video of um, ronda rousey when she beat um uh, she beat a particular lady to defend a bantamweight title you know and of course you know we've looked at ronda rousey twice on the podcast before and she's one of the most dominant uh usc champions bantamweight champions in the women's division ever right and at the time when she was on that a terror run so amber first round beating people left and right nobody ever complained about her technical deficiencies when she lost to holly home it became clear to everybody that she lacked head movement right when she lost to amanda nunez it became evident to everybody that she lacked head movement when they posted that video so that video is like what seven six years old something ridiculous like that the first thing that everybody saw was the technical deficiency that she had you know and what i was saying to myself obviously as a sports performance expert is nobody saw it then because he was just so much stronger so much bigger so much better in other departments than all the other ladies at the time but as all the other ladies caught up in that strength in that size in all of those other things the technical deficiencies in ronda rousey began to show and that's the third lesson guys that i want you to learn from alexander popov you see technique is absolutely important and you always have to master it to the best of your ability you have to master your technique because when the level the field is level that technique is going to be what differentiates you from everyone else it's absolutely going to be and that is what alexander popov was able to master that made him one of the finest sprinters of his generation three lessons guys from alexander popov find your way of competing nerves are part of the game and always master your technique always master 
your technique athlete mashu guys head over to the website check out all the free and paid resources that we have for you there if you're listening to this episode on your appearance then of course it means that my mentorship program more than an athlete is still open for enrollment i'm not sure if it's full i'm only taking 15 athletes but if it is not then you still have an opportunity to sign your child up for that program if they're between the ages of 13 and 16 athlete maestro.com forward slash bootcamp for you to register so i'm going to mentor your children in sports for six weeks athlete maestro.com forward slash bootcamp check it out you see everything that it entails if you haven't subscribed to the podcast you haven't left us a rating and review i highly encourage that you do so what your rating and review does is that it tells other athletes that this is a what podcast that would help them achieve their goals in sports athletemaestro.com forward slash subscribe you learn how to subscribe you'd also learn how to leave that rating and review if you have any questions whatsoever send me a mail tola at athletemaestro.com tola at athletemaestro.com i'll catch you guys on the next episode of the show remember knowing is not enough you must apply willing is not enough you must do i want you to go out there Learn all the lessons you can from a great athlete in Alexander Popov. I want you to go out there. I want you to be a maestro today and every single day.